Let's take our Bible tonight and go over the book of Psalms chapter 13. Psalms chapter 13. There are six verses in this chapter. And David, as he writes this, he asks four times, uh, basically in two verses, uh, he asked how long. How long, how long, how long, and how long? He wants to know something's going to go on. So I'm going to ask you to stand tonight. Psalms chapter 13. I'm glad that he done it for me. It was my sin and your sin that put him at Calvary tonight. And boy, I'm thankful for that. And he willingly went. Psalms chapter 13, let's begin to read in verse 1. And the Bible says, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep in the sleep of death, lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy, my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. You be seated tonight. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you'd help us now. I pray you'd strengthen us from on high. Uh, Lord, we certainly do need a touch from heaven tonight. I pray you'd guard our mind and our thoughts. And Lord, don't let us say uh, anything that don't need to be said. Um, But let us say all that does. I pray, Lord, that we would find instruction uh, out of this message tonight. As David asked how long, Lord, and he knew what to do by the end of this chapter. I ask tonight that if there's somebody here lost, that they'd get saved, but there may be folks sitting here tonight that is struggling, or there may be folk that, Lord, life is good, and I pray they would just rejoice in you tonight. I pray the one that needs help would find help. Help us preach for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As David is in a place in life where Uh, We can say that uh, he is despondent or depressed or compressed or oppressed or however you want to look at it. Uh, He is waiting on the Lord to do something. Uh, Have you ever had to wait? Have you ever had to wait for somebody to show up? And you really didn't know when they were going to show up, but they were going to show up and You really wanted them to show up, but you just didn't know when they were going to get there. And uh, you kind of wonder how long it's going to be. It's kind of like going to the doctor's office and your appointment is at 9.30, but most of the time, you're not going to get in at 9.30. And you kind of wonder how long you're going to have to wait. And here, David tells us two times in the scripture, in verses 2 and 4, that he is having to deal with, Uh, with his enemy. In verse 2, he talks about mine enemy being exalted over me. And in verse 4, he talks about lest enemies say I have prevailed uh, against him. I'm afraid a lot of times as I preach messages like this, 
I, I, I might give the idea or preach in the idea that a life is always a miserable state or that we're always beat down or that we're always, uh, uh, friend, got something going on. And, and let me say tonight that in the Christian life, uh, it is a race, it is a battle, and it is work. But it ain't that way every day that we wonder where God is. Now, let me ask you tonight, I'm, I'm not talking to folk or preaching to folk that life is going well tonight. I don't have to tell you what to do when life is going good. You know what to do when life is going good. You praise the Lord. I, I, you say thank you, Lord. I, I, and you go on and you serve Him. I, I, but life is not going well for David right here. His enemy is against him I, I, and he's wondering I, where God is. And as a matter of fact, he says, Lord, I, he says, how long, how long, and how long am I going to have to go through this? So tonight, if I could, I want to look at just a few things that hopefully would help us when we get in this shape. If you've never been here wondering if God was ever going to show up, wondering if God was ever going to help you or come by or smile on you or do something for you, if you've never been there, I'm going to tell you what one preacher I heard say the other day, just wait a while and you'll get there. Amen. If you have any experience in the Christian life at all, then you're going to learn what it means to wonder where God is sometimes. Number one, we can see David's sorrow. He says, how long wilt thou hide? In verses one and two, he says, and forget me. He seems to think that he's been abandoned. Have you ever been in a state in life and in a place uh, where it seems like that God uh, maybe has forgot you? Notice what he said right here. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Uh, he said, forever. He said, are you going to forget me forever? I, I, I'm the sweet psalmist of Israel. I, I, I'm the one that fought Goliath. I, I'm the one that has depended on you and looked to you. I, and are you going to forget me uh, forever? I try to put myself in David's shoes and think about him and I don't know if he was facing uh, what enemy he was facing, whether it was King Saul, whether it was the Philistines at this time, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, but I do know this, uh, that the enemy was against him uh, uh, and, and it seemed like that God uh, had forgot him in verse 1. Uh, it seemed like that God had hid himself from David. Have you ever been to the place where it seems like God has hid himself from you. I mean, it just seems like God... Uh, let, let me say this. You'll, you'll understand it this way. Let me say this. Has God ever smiled on you? Has God ever blessed you? Has God ever done something grander for you? And I mean, boy, just shined on you. But then how many times have we wished that He would and that we wish that He would come by and pray for Him to come by knowing that He can come by but yet He don't come by. That's what I'm getting at right here. David knew what it was like for God to smile on him. 
God, he knew what it was like for God to come by and bless him. And boy, I, I mean, he, he, he told, uh, uh, when, when God talked about David, uh, uh, he, he talked about a man that was after his own heart. Uh, but here, David, as he's in the battle, uh, he said, God has forgot me. Uh, and how long am I going to be here? How long is God going to hide from me? He said, shall I take counsel in my soul having sorrow in my heart? And here sits David and he, he wants God to answer him. He's looking for God to answer him. He's waiting on God to answer him. I, uh, but yet in his abasement, I, I mean, he's not only felt abandoned, uh, but now he feels abased, brought Lord to pray us. Uh, uh, and now he's in sorrow of heart daily, and he's taking counsel in his soul, uh, and all he wants to do is hear from God. I've been there, friend. I've been there when it seemed like the heaven was brass uh, and friend, I couldn't get a prayer out uh, uh, and it just seems like God wasn't going to come by and help me. I've been there. I know what that's like. And if some of you all would be honest, you know what it's like too. And you might be there now. I hope you're not. Uh, to be honest with you, I like to look back on those times and say, I remember what that was like, but I'm not there now. Amen. I like it when it's that way. I like it when the preacher preaches on something and I can say, I know exactly what he's talking about, but I ain't there now. Thank God for that. But here David is in that place. And he's looking up to heaven and he feels abandoned and he's brought down low and he's asking God, how long am I going to have to go through this? How long am I going to be brought low? How long am I going to be depressed? How long? He said right here in verse 2, shall the enemy be exalted over me? How long is it going to be that way? That the devil is going to beat on me? How long is it going to be that you hide, but yet here's the enemy? Well, I mean, it's one thing to face the enemy when you know God's here, uh, uh, but boy, when you can't even feel God, feel God and see God, uh, uh, it makes you wonder about some things sometimes. David is not exalted here, but the enemy is. And he asked, how long will it be? If, if you think that the Christian life is always going to be easy, if, if you think that you can always feel God ever-present, I know He's ever-present. Amen. I know He's ever-near. I understand that. But why is it? Let me ask you this because I don't have an answer and if I did, I, I'd sure enough bottle it and sell it tonight. Why is it that we know God's real? We've seen Him move in our life. We know He will not leave us nor forsake us, but yet we feel like David sometimes. Why is that? I mean, I mean, do you understand what I'm asking tonight? We know He's not going to leave us or forsake us. 
We know He's a prayer way. We know that we have the throne of grace that we can go to and pray and seek God. Uh, uh, but why is it it feels like Bryce sometimes in heaven? Why is that tonight? And all I can, all I can see tonight is it's our flesh when Satan, our enemy, jumps upon our shoulder and begins to whisper in our ear and tell us God is not real. And our friend, we're looking at everything in front of us and looking at all the problem and all the trouble and all the aggravation of this life and, and nothing's going right. You ever, had, you, ever, you ever had a time when nothing went right? I mean, everything was falling down around you. I mean, now some of it might have been our making. Some of it could have been our fault that it was that way. Let me park right here and say this for just a second. I've had to learn to take responsibility for where I've messed up at. You, you, know, you know some of the problems we got today with not only this generation but in generations past is folk don't want to take responsibility for where they've messed it up at. I won't take responsibility for it. Listen, I've had to take responsibility uh, over the years uh, uh, for, for my problems uh, and for the situations we're in. I, I didn't pray like I should have. I didn't talk to God like I should have. And now here I am. But here's David. And he wants to know how long. He felt forsaken. He felt left. He felt as though the enemy was against him. He wanted to talk to God, but he could not. He wanted to know how long the enemy would be exalted over him. Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians 7. Most of y'all know these verses. He said, For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, and within were fears. That verse right there helped me more than anything one day to realize that the great Apostle Paul, he said, when we went to fight, when, when I went to Macedonia, he said, and, and, and listen, it's the gospel's sake is the reason that all this is happening. His life in Christ. And, and, they, and, and, and the Apostle Paul said that our flesh had no rest. He could not rest. You ever been in a place where you couldn't rest? Something just bothered you and bothered you. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about God, but I'm talking about the situation uh, that you were in. It just bothered you. Uh, uh, you couldn't sleep. You couldn't eat. Uh, I mean, this thing bothered you. Uh, uh, and he said, when we were troubled on every side, everywhere I looked was trouble. Uh, he said, without were fightings, uh, and within were fears. I was afraid. All I wanted was God to come by. Ain't that what Job wanted? He just wanted God to come by. Have you ever been in a place, listen to me, have you ever been in a place where you just wanted God to come by? You just wanted God to smile on you. Just wanted God to do something. Listen, I know what it's like. I literally know what it's like to have the Lord God in heaven to hear and answer my prayer. I know what that's like. But then to come and pray uh, and pray and pray uh, and it seems like God is not, it's not that He, it's not that He don't hear, it's almost like He ain't listening. And so here sits David. I didn't say He wasn't listening, I said that's how we think. He said, how long? 
How long? David's sorrow was the fact that the enemy was against him. And notice what he said in verse 2. I, I seen this late this afternoon looking over this. I, I don't know why I didn't catch it the other day, but he said, having sorrow in my heart daily. That's a bad place to be. To have sorrow in your heart daily. Every day, God will face sorrow. Every day. And so you know, you know what, you know what David did? He just kept on praying. You see David's sorrow, but then we see David's supplication starting in verse 3. He said, Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy, and my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. So what David does again is he, he does go to the Lord and say, Lord, how long is it going to be? Uh, but would you just look on me uh, and consider me? Have you ever went to the throne of grace and say, Lord, it's me again? You ever done that? Boy, I have. I have. I've, I've went to the throne of grace and I said, Lord, I know you probably get tired of hearing from me and seeing from me, but nothing has really changed in my prayer. And so here it goes. I sat down the other night. I was sitting down. I sat down to pray and, and uh, I don't know what made me do this. I thank the Lord. I, I thank the Lord that I did do this. But I don't know why I done it. But I, I thought, my soul, I'm going to do this again. Uh, it helped me what I did. What'd you do, preacher? Well, when I sat down to pray for y'all, I generally pray for you. Say, Lord, help, uh, help this one here and help that one. You know their needs and you know their children's needs and, and, and all that. And so when I started to pray, I, I just began to thank the Lord for you. That'll change your outlook on some things. Amen. It changed my outlook. I, I mean, I just began to don't know why I done it. I, I believe the Holy Spirit kind of helped me there. I, and I just began to thank the Lord. And I thought, my soul is all right. I mean, that's what I was thinking while I was praying. This is all right. This is doing me some good right here. You say, preacher, is it all about you? It wasn't all about me, but boy, the Lord helped. I'll tell you what you do sometimes when, when, when we get in gloom and despair and agony on me. Some of y'all will remember that song. And we're raising Christians to have an Eeyore Christianity. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about there. But if we begin to thank the Lord for what He's done and for those in our life, it will change your outlook on some things. So what does David do? Well, he begins to talk to the Lord here. I mean, he's already talking to him. I mean, this is a, a, a prayer of David. The whole thing is, but his supplication is, he says, Lord, I, I want you to look at what's going on right here. And he says, you're going to have to lighten mine eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. This thing's about to kill me. If you don't do something, it's going to get me. It's going to end me. 
Lest mine enemy say in verse 4, I prevailed against him and those that trouble me rejoice. Uh, when I moved, he said, look, uh, in this situation right here, the enemy is about to win. The enemy is about to take over. Uh, and Lord, I don't even want them to rejoice uh, uh, over this situation. So here he is. He's just considering, hear me, Lord, look on me. He's asking, Lord, how long is it going to be this way? And Lord, would you look on me? Would you lighten mine eyes? Would you give me some enlightenment as to what's going on? Would you give me some enlightenment? Would you give me some life that I can live? I'm going to tell you, there's some people out there in their Christianity, uh, in their Christian life, man, they, they're just in a miserable state. Life has not been good to them. You ever seen that? You ever seen that where some people, I'm talking about safe folk now, okay? Safe folk. I'm talking about folk that are trying to serve God uh, uh, and it's like behind every corner, life just deals them something horrible. But then you got people on the other hand that are serving Christ, they're saved. And they got good standards and living for God, and but yet it seems like that rarely they face any problems. You ever seen that? Can 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 I say something about that tonight? I don't understand that. You know, you preach your pride yourself and having answers a lot of times, but there's just some things I don't have an answer for. I don't know why some people have to suffer more than others. I don't know why some Christians uh, die early in life uh, and others get to live to be a ripe old age in serving Christ uh, and everybody's been serving Him but yet it's been two different lives. I don't know why. I don't know why David is going through what he's going through. But I do know this about being a Christian. Uh, uh, friend, there are going to come some bad times in our life. If you don't think so, then you're going to be, you are going to be unpleasantly surprised later on down the road. But David's praying. He said in Hebrews 4, the writer did, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Then he said, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Jesus knows what it's like to be where you are. He knows that. When me and you can get that clicked in our head uh, and in our heart that the one that saved us uh, and is keeping us and watching over us, uh, even though we can't see him, we can't feel him, uh, uh, and life is just don't seem to be that good. But then we come to verse 5 and 6. He's been in sorrow and he's kept on praying. Let me say this tonight. Don't give up on praying. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up on praying. You're, 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 I've got a message, I ain't preached it in years, that, uh, that we give up just a day short sometimes, don't we? You ever just give up on something just one day short? And if you would have finished it out, man, it would have been a great thing. 
But I want you to look right here. In verses 5 and 6, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. So we see David's song. David said, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sing unto the Lord. One of the best things you say, preacher, I, I cannot sing. I, I cannot sing. Uh, that's all right, sing anyway. Uh, notice what he said, I will sing unto the Lord. Sing in your heart. You know, the Bible talks about making melody in your heart. Make melody in your heart. Why did David, Why could David sing? He's asking God how long, how long, but yet by the time we come down to verse 5, he says, but I have trusted in thy mercy. David, if you ever do a study on the life of David, uh, he was one of a kind. Take your Bible and go to Psalms 42, would you? Most of y'all know this chapter. I've really never ever seen anybody else like David. He could be up in one half of a verse and be down in the next half of a verse. I, ain't that like us? Be up one hour and the next hour we're down. Psalms 42 is the heart pineth after the water brooks. So pineth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night while they say continually, uh, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? I assume they is the enemy. And somebody is saying to him, Where is God at? Why are you in the shape that you're in? If God is real, why are you in the shape that you're in? If the God that you've talked about, if the God that you have fought for, if the God that you have proclaimed and sung about is so real, where is He? Now I'm going to tell you, when you get in a state of mind and in a state of heart, when things is bad, that is one of the very first things that Satan's going to do is come up and jump on your shoulder and ask you where God's at. Verse 4, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. He said, look, I went to church. I done what I was supposed to do. I sung. I sung in the choir. I raised my hand when I was supposed to. I, and here I am. In verse 5, why art, thou, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted? In me, why is he made uneasy? Why is he disturbed? Why that is quieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. He said, God is going to come by. I'm going to hope in God, and I'm going to ask myself, why am I cast down? But then in verse six, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites. And from the hill of Mizar, he's going to remember God in what God has done. He's going to remember his blessings. He's going to remember how God has took care of him and blessed him. He's looking for God. He wants to find God. He's been crying day and night. He's thirsting for God. But then we get to the middle of the chapter and he says, I'll remember God and what he's done. 
But then in verse 7, deep calleth unto deep at the noise of the water spouts, all thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Boy, something's changed again. We've went from remembering God to now all the waves are over him. In verse 8, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the nighttime his song shall be with me and my prayer unto God of my life. Well, we're back up again. I'm going to pray and God's going to hear and he's going to take everything and make it okay. He will hear my prayer. But then in verse 9, I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Why art thou cast down on my soul? And why art thou disquieting within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. And so here he is again. David said, I know God. You know, we go back to, the, the, to verse 5. And he said, I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. God's going to come by and smile on him. But then in verse 11, he said, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance. He's going to change how I look. He'll be the health of my countenance. He'll, he'll put a smile on my face. It's what he's saying. So we go back to the text verse of chapter 13. And David says right here what? But I have trusted in thy mercy. And my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. So David's trusted in the God in heaven. Through all his tears, he's found the truth. And he's just put his trust in him. And he says, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust your mercy. Why well, ain't you thankful for God's mercy? And my heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. God's going to come by and save him. I don't think he's talking about salvation from hell. And let me say this tonight. If you've never been saved, tonight's a good night to come and get saved from hell. But he's talking about being saved from the enemy right here. He's talking about being saved from how long, how long, how long. That's what he's talking about. And he said, I'll sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Can, I'm, I'm going to tell you all something that most of y'all have heard me say. Over, you know why I keep going when things are bad? So, preacher, things ain't that bad for you. I know that. I know that things ain't that bad. But you don't live in my mind sometimes. Well, none of you live in my mind. Thank God for that. Yeah, listen, can, can I say this again? And I guess I'm just repeating myself from a lot of things I've said before. This is an easy church to pastor. But if you're going to pastor any church and do it right, it's going to be a battle. You all are great people to pastor. You know, I, don't, I don't know how to pastor a bad church. I only know how to pastor a good church. I mean, you, you all have, have been a blessing to pastor all these years. And, uh, and very few problems, very few troubles have I ever had in pastoring a church. And we've had our share over time, but listen, it's not been bad. As I sit and I listen to other preachers talk, I'm thinking, man, there's no way I'd want to pastor your church. You all are in a mess. But he said, I'll sing unto the Lord because he had dealt bountifully. You know why I just keep going some days? You know why? Because God has dealt bountifully with me. 
He has blessed me. He has, uh, whether in a little way or a great big way, I have seen Him move in my life. I have seen Him do things that I could not do. He has done it, and He has blessed me beyond what I could ever imagine. So David said, I don't know how long this thing's going to take, but I'm just going to sing. I'm going to sing unto the Lord. Some of y'all don't want to sing. You need to learn how to sing. You need to learn how to sing. Whether if it's just in your heart, you need to learn how to sing. Pick you a good song out of this Redback book and learn how to sing in your heart to the Lord. Learn how to sing praise Him, praise Him, tell of His excellent greatness. Learn how to sing Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Man, I love Him so. He said He's dealt bountifully with me. Has God not dealt bountifully with you? He has dealt bountifully. You know what that means? He has given me more. Give me more than what I ever deserved. 